Welcome back to the show that is all shaken up. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first, I am finally home on Monday Night Raw. I am Amazing Jason Sigler, and my opponent, he is finally home on SmackDown Live. He is Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. I'm going to shock you with something that you won't expect me to talk about on our podcast about how people got moved around to Monday and Tuesday. I moved to Monday, you moved to Tuesday. Shock! It's a, it's a whole new world, whole new landscape here at WWE. And the only story that is on everybody's mind with everything going on is what happened to John Cena and Nikki Bella. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is that is this the shocking part? This is what you're, <laughs> we're going to talk about first? Oh, dear. That's the one. I saw that, that announcement. Uh, yesterday or the day before, whenever it broke, and I'm like, uh, balls, Jason's gonna make me talk about Totabellas. <laughs> no, uh, no, not necessarily. We're not gonna spend too much time on it. I will say that it came through as a news alert on my phone one night, <laughs> the night it happened. <laughs> I was like, I, and I, you I were legitimately up was like moved by it enough that I almost like told my wife, because when I get in bed, my wife is always sleeping already, but she, you know, wakes up a little bit. Sometimes will ask me a question about like, so what happened with blah, 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 or whatever. And I, I would have told her at that moment, but she did not wake up. So I did not wake well, her up to tell her. Well, good. How could she go back to sleep knowing she lives in a world where John Cena and Nikki Bella, the power couple of our generation is no more. Well, considering she still thinks John Cena is her like her safety net, like he's he's going to pull her away from this d- these doldrums and save her from this boring life, <laughs> then I I definitely would not have told her when she woke up because she wouldn't have gone back to sleep. Yeah, You're she would have just right. left. She would have just left you. There. Yeah, like well, my work here my, is done. <laughs> my eight months pregnant wife just leaves with our unborn child. No, no, he'll raise it. It's fine. Yeah. So so long as he can see it, she can see him. It'll be fine. Yeah, I so I imagine the the crowd in Saudi Arabia is probably going to be gentle to John since he's fighting Triple H at that event, and they won't, probably won't bring it up. But I wonder if like the crowds would chant anything about that, like "Screw you, Cena" or "Nikki Bella" or something like that when he wrestles next. Eh. I don't know. I it's they've invited too much of that into their lives with the total Bellas and the total Divas and 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 him proposing in the ring. Like I. I, I wonder how they're going to try and spin this or what they'll do. Or if they'll like, just have him come out and cut a promo first thing. Uh, so they have two choices. They can either have him cut a promo and hopefully put it to rest. Or they do what I hope they do and have The Miz come out and cut his ultimate heel promo of I told you so as John Cena. With I guess Maurice probably doesn't want to come out and redo her Nick, uh, Nikki Bella impression right now, but it would have been funny. It, it, why couldn't they have held on another two months for her to get get back in uh, parodying shape? That's, yeah, that's very true. Um, and that that would only happen if John Cena is still a free agent. We don't know what his status is anymore after the, uh, the, the Raw and SmackDown after Mania okay. and also the Superstar Shake-Up. Oh, come on, man. Landed uh, The Miz on SmackDown now. After you leave your long-term girlfriend, you're definitely a free agent. Heyo. So we're just kind of boiling down everything since WrestleMania and TakeOver. Uh, It's been a whirlwind couple of weeks. 
and in every way possible, especially in the wrestling world. We had, like I said, the Raw and SmackDown after Mania showed had some debuts happen, and uh, we're just going to kind of run some of those down. I think maybe we'll we'll run those down and and talk about the things that happened to Mania before, and also maybe fantasy book some things for them coming up, so we can you know try and gaze into the future and tell exactly what's going to happen for them in the coming months. All right. And we're going to start with, and I'm just going to go down my list, because the first one that happened on Raw was Ember Moon gets her call up as Nia Jax's buddy, Ember Moon. That's her <laughs> official character for now. Werewolf friend to Nia Jax. Well, you know. Ember every, Moon. Every champion needs a werewolf wing woman, and this is this is what we got here. Uh, I do think it's a little strange to bring her in as a face to Nia Jax, who is probably the, this is probably the most anyone has cared about Nia Jax since she debuted. And yeah, so I, I get it that they want to kind of ride that, that momentum with their new person, but it just, it seems strange. Like if you had described it to people a month ago, yeah, Ember Moon's going to get called up. Oh, cool. And she's going to be buddies with Nia Jax. Didn't know she was into that scene, but okay. I don't think it's like that. I um, they, they had to bring her up as a face, and having her come up as you know friend to Nia Jax is is fine. But uh-huh. we're all gonna forget about that in a couple of or yeah, a couple of months or whatever when she's eclipsing total total eclipse. What do they call that move? I think it's just the eclipse. I don't think it's a total it's... eclipse, or it it would be. <laughs> Or some, yeah, she would have to do it to uh, Natalia, and then then it would be the total eclipse of the heart. But otherwise, it's just the eclipse. So, um, yeah, she gets the first call up. After that, we get the tag titles are vacated, because as we saw at Mania, Braun Strowman picked none other than 10-year-old Nicholas, son to referee John Cone, to be his uh, tag team partner. And I, that I, I will say that of all these fantasy bookings that everybody had for that partner, that is not one of them. It was also, it was kind of the worst. It was, it was, it was fun. It was a nice cool down moment for what everybody, what, I'm, I, what I guess they thought was going to be a raucous, you know, no holds barred main event, but it ended up being, well, not that. We'll, we'll come back to that later. It was okay. Um, I liked it fine. So, uh, you're wrong. And <laughs> I, I love that they, uh, on Raw, mentioned that, you know, he has to relinquish the titles because Nicholas has scheduling conflicts. You know, he's in the fourth grade. <laughs> I did <laughs> like to, that. To hear Braun say that. It's like, yeah. And then Nicholas, When of he course, graduates, we're coming that, back for these titles. Yes, and he, they will get these hands. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I love everybody fantasy booking uh, King Maxwell versus Nicholas at <laughs> WrestleMania 45 or whatever. Oh, okay. That would actually be good. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a, a choice main event with a, a man. They they would have some build for that. Keep bringing him back and have him in the crowd every once in a while. Like have him get smacked in the face by Samoa Joe or something. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep that rolling. Yeah. Beat this kid up um, for our entertainment. So another debut that kind of goes nowhere uh, and kind of goes somewhere the next week, possibly, is No Way Jose. This week's or this this year's Adam Rose. (laughs) 
I don't I don't like what's happening with him so far and honestly it's what happened with him in NXT and they they didn't really have anywhere else to go with him so it makes sense to move him up um I think it's I, I think it's you know sink or swim time for him and it's like okay well if this if this goes somewhere on the main roster like uh, Elias did then good job well way to go if not then well this is kind of where this was going anyways and goodbye yeah i don't think much good's gonna happen for this guy unfortunately because he can go like he's he's a, he's a huge guy which vince loves big guys you know we know that and also he he can wrestle like he had you know a couple of decent wrestling matches i think he uh wrestled cassius ono at least once and they had a, a decent match and it's yeah it's I, I I remain tentative on this one, especially since we, in the next week we also got a possible setup for the next feud, which we'll come back to maybe possibly. I don't even know if that's worth it, but um, trying to go to our next debut. Well, I, I guess return technically was Jeff Hardy. Yeah, that happened. He he came back, and. Uh, yeah, he was with uh, Seth and <laughs> Seth and Finn, and uh, I did love the bit where Bray now Woken Bray and Matt find uh, Jeff while they're heading out to the well. Jeff and the guys are heading out to the ring, and you know they have that whole weird <laughs> Woken conversation, and then Seth and Finn are just staring at him like, "What was that all about?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you know, just just, just brother just, stuff." You should have been like, dude. You used, you paint your face like you paint your nipples like demon eyes, dude. You you don't yeah. get to judge. You become a demon every two months, and you can't figure out what pants you want to wear. And are we burning it down? Or are we building it up? Who can tell? So yeah, I uh, I enjoyed that little interaction. So now we have Jeff Hardy's back in the mix. Again, we'll come back to where he actually ends up in the next week. Um. Uh, another moment on that Raw after Mania that I really loved, and I I had totally forgotten about where she debuted, but um, Paige was in the match. With, well, in the match, she was there with Absolution during their match, and after the match, they give Paige the mic and let her finally say her goodbye. And she mentions that you know it was uh, four years ago at this in this very building where I debuted and won the title and. You know, now I, I have to say goodbye because I, I, yep, I edged myself. Actually, <laughs> Sasha, Sasha edged me. She edged me out. And uh, it's not all sad because, well, it was that night. I, I was really moved by her speech and, you know, hearing her talk like a human for the first time since a while. And uh, then she popped up the next night on SmackDown as the GM. So we all got to be happy about that. Paige is another one of those superstars who got over when I wasn't watching wrestling. So to me, she's just the lady who always sounds like her voice is about to crack because she's sick. Yeah, if you know, it, I mean, they're making the movie about her, which they unfortunately showed way too much many promos for during Mania and Takeover. Um, that will tell her story, but I mean, she is she was like born and bred for wrestling, has it in her blood, all that stuff. So it's a it, it, it is truly a heartbreaking story to see this happen to her so young. But, uh, yeah, hopefully she continues a good 
career outside the ring. I think she uh, has a good spot on SmackDown right now. Yeah, should be interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes. The next shocking debut, or re-return, I guess, technically, for this guy is Bobby Lashley. Mr. I like to smell my pits, Bobby Lashley. He likes to smell your pits? His pits. Watch his entrance next time. He goes down into the pits and then does this thing really slowly. He looks just like Mary, uh, Sister Mary Catherine Gallagher. <laughs> like okay, I, I need to go rewatch a, uh, a Bobby Lashley intro. Hold on a minute. <laughs> this is important. No, uh, yeah, I'm excited so- for this one. I like Lashley. I like him. I I I hope he stops painting on his eyebrows sooner than later. <laughs> or or I'm not I'm still not convinced that they're not attached to his headband, uh Silent Bob style. And they t- takes the headband off and the eyebrows are just gone all of a sudden. So <laughs> I, I did notice he that. was holding on he was holding onto that uh headband pretty preciously on Raw, so Uh, so yeah, uh, interesting doings with him. He already has a possible feud building, and uh, he, he seems to be angry at Elias, but also just anybody that will get in his way. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm interested we'll how they're going to book him. It, like, because he was kind of monster—well, not monster like Braun Strowman's a monster, but he was—he was really hyped up the first time he came around, and really, got, I think he had a, a decent win streak going for him at one point. So. Yeah, I mean, he was he was the winner of the Battle of the Billionaires. He and Donald Trump, the old, good old Bobby Lindsay himself, oh, yeah, yeah, won yeah, that yeah. match, and that's why they got to shave Vince's head. And yeah, it's that was quote unquote legendary. Unfortunately, we can't get the comeuppance from that from Umaga because he is no longer with us. But yeah, I, I think uh, I I imagine for the time being he's going to end up in the mid card where most of the roster is going to end up right now. Like this. Once we get to all the call-ups and the shake-ups and everything else, these rosters are stacked. Like, I don't... Yeah. I, you're not going to see these people on TV every week. Like, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, KO and Sammy show up on Raw, <laughs> thanks to Raw After Mania, and say, Hey, Kurt, can we have a job? <laughs> uh, he says, no. I hear TNA is hiring, though. Burn. Which gets the, the biggest pop of the entire night. Considering we're at the Raw after the Raw after Mania crowd, um, that is saying something. But I I loved that he, he was able to say it. And I, technically he can say it because TNA no longer exists. Yeah. It is Impact Wrestling. So if he said Impact Wrestling, that might be different. But he said TNA. Well, so I think in his particular case, you're always okay to say it because he left his job there. And his jo- so, like, well, I... I'm not there anymore, so there must be a spot. My spot. You could go take my spot. Yes. And uh, continuing that uh, saga with KO and Sammy, they get to fight for the one position that he has left on Raw. And, of course, they have a double count out or whatever it is. So they they can't. Like, neither of them get it. Nobody gets a job. They're still jobless. And that's that's where we leave that for that week. That did continue the next week, and we'll get to that. But uh, for now, they are still jobless. As of that time, uh, Slater and Rhino, everybody remembered them. They're not <sighs> eating crackers. They're just out here to wrestle. And who are they going to wrestle? Oh crap. It's AOP. The authors of pain have come up from NXT. Yeah. Uh, for a second, there, I'm like, Oh, we're going to get a put. Nope. They're not. They're uh, job and job squad. Yeah. 
it, uh, it was very interesting to see uh, that they, they win surprisingly, not surprisingly. And then uh, they tell Paul Ellering, oh, yeah, you can you can stay here. We don't need you anymore. Which, okay, I get that. It's a cool moment, and they're like, okay, we're leaving you behind. Why would they leave him at the ring? Like, he, he can't stay there. They should, like, that's like, they should well, be to... men and leave him at the Chili's like you do. Leave him at the Chili's? Yeah. You take someone you don't like to Chili's, and then you leave him there. <laughs> I've never heard of this practice. I mean, Chili's is a bad place. So you don't take people you like to go to Chili's anyways, but... Yeah, you, you've I never don't... taken a, a mentor that you've outgrown to Chili's and just left him there to die? <laughs> no, I, I, none of this sounds familiar to me, I'm, I'm happy to say. Oh, well, I'm, apparently you've never outgrown your mentors and had to put them out of their misery. The only honorable way possible. Let alone felt like I needed to leave them at a Chili's. That's, that's cold. I think Shoney's would be the ultimate. We don't have those like out they, here. Oh, that's that's probably a good thing. Um, we don't need them. We have chilies. I yeah, I guess chilies equals shonies. No, chilies is it's better. We're not gonna do chilies like that. <laughs> Maybe we will. I don't know. I they their commercials have gotten better. They t- they went back to the uh, but bu- the uh, barbecue sauce thing that got them so popular <laughs> years ago, and now every promo is just that. It's just well, that music set to something else. It's like. <gasps> It's juicy steak or something like that. It's just, it's yeah. They Authors they know they know, yeah. They know it made them popular and they've gone back to it. So, yeah. which uh, is the opposite Chili's of the behind. Uh, authors of pain. They apparently don't know what made them popular and left it behind because they were big. I th- Paul Ellering was a big part of their success. I think it'll be interesting to see th- him go without him though. I think he was, but I think that was also for NXT. Like I think you know having new giant guys paired with. Uh, established manager heel manager i think uh got them over a lot better and um i don't think they need on the main roster Uh, time will tell um once they get a better finisher then i think they'll be better off but that the last chapter or whatever they call that is just terrible the push into the punch yeah that's stupid well yeah you if you include a russian leg sweep which is one of the lightest wrestling moves ever is as part of your tandem finisher for like the two biggest guys on the roster, you just you're you're ending it very poorly. Like write write the last chapter better. <laughs> a chapter I did really enjoy, and it's kind of getting us back to right where he was when he uh, had to leave. Is uh, so Roman comes out, he's feeling sad. Man, I got beat up at base WrestleMania. In case you didn't hear, he got his butt kicked at WrestleMania. Did you see my face? So, Took six F5s. God, that... And, and, and one of the worst WrestleMania main events ever. Yeah, it wasn't great. No. It wasn't great. The crowd was against it the entire time. The only well, time they cheered was because the match was over. Well, um, they were up against the wall for the crowd anyway. There was no way the crowd was going to be happy with that match. There is... N- Unless they did another Seth Rollins-esque swerve, which they can't, they didn't have anything in place to do that. No one was leaving that stadium happy with that match. No, no, absolutely not. That's why you and, have uh, ended even with it. even getting Roman a uh, lot of color and uh, having Brock pin him, still, like I said, they cheered because the match was over. There was no, there was no other excitement in that stadium at that point. So, so he comes out on Raw to be all sad about that. And guess who's not having it? 
A returning Samoa Joe. Joe, 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 oh. Joe. Oh, God, I just, his mic work is just, oh, it's, everything's just so good. And he's just basically says, you know, why do they keep giving you the chance? Like, why do they keep putting you up against the champion? You lose every time. Why don't they put somebody in there that could actually do something against him like me, who also lost to Brock Lesnar, but. But has only <laughs> lost once. Yes. But yeah, that's um, the, that, I did think that the entire time, like, oh, you're leaning into this really hard, but I watched Great Balls of Fire, man. Which also sucks because uh, Joe fell to one F five, whereas Roman got to survive six or five, I guess. Although fell to the sixth one, there were more times during the Joe match when I'm like, "Oh, they could, they might do it," because every time he locks in the uh, the Coquina clutch, it's it, it makes you think, "Oh, he's he's gonna win." And so I think that was a better booked and a better wrestled match. So, and it made Joe look stronger than uh, the, the WrestleMania match made uh, Roman Reigns look. Uh, so we'll move on to the SmackDown after Raw, which we're not or SmackDown. Wait, SmackDown after Raw after Mania. Did did we skip Ziggler or is he on the? Did he move to SmackDown? That was on the uh, the the shakeup episode. Oh, we got okay. There yet. Sorry. And also Ziggler doesn't matter. Who he came with matters. Yeah, that, well, that's Ziggler what I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to prevent spoilers for this, but. There's no spoilers. Everybody's seen all this stuff already. Yeah. Um, Fair point. So the the SmackDown after Raw after Mania, we had, (laughs) I think, three big moments happen. So Paige's GM. That was awesome. Um, The Iconics debut. They're no longer the Iconic duo. They are Iconics with three eyes. Wait, Uh, what? They added added two eyes because there's two of them. So it looks like the Roman numeral, numeral two at the beginning of the word, but also says Iconics. So it's like, it's it's the same thing as Ruby Riot adding two Ts. It's so they can own the name, and that's not just a word that they can't trademark. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They might have run up against uh, Paizo, because they, they, they use the word Iconics a lot. Could be, yeah. So it's something they can own now, and so they own Iconics with two Is at the beginning, and it's stupid. But what is not stupid is they debuted, they're together, like everybody wanted, like when when uh, uh, Peyton Royce showed up at WrestleMania without Billy Kay, everybody's like, "This is not like this is not her just like getting called up and she's not by herself, right? Like we're not we're not doing this right." And then sure enough, on SmackDown, no, they made it right. They came out, they made an impact by causing Charlotte to lose her championship to Miss Money in the Bank herself, the very first Miss Money in the Bank, Carmella. I really liked this. I think this, I did too. this was very smart. It sets up because now that they've built a uh, flare up, they really need to tear her down and make her earn the next stuff. Like what more can she do than beat Oscar? I don't know. How about get her title back and fight these two Australians? I don't know. It's, it's something interesting and someplace interesting for her to go on her journey to probably tapping out to Ronda Rousey in a year. Well, it's also, it's interesting dynamics. So you've got Carmella, who's going to be running. Like, she's just, you know, terrified of Charlotte and anybody else really on the roster. So she's just going to be, you know, trying to dodge everybody with every title defense. You've got the Iconics, who are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with when they're together, at least. And they clearly have Charlotte's number for right now, because, I, I, I'm sorry, on the, the SmackDown of the shakeup. Uh, Peyton Royce's uh, impression of Charlotte was so good. 
her baby voice um, yeah, that was made a return. And so, yeah, it sets up a good dynamic and we'll get to the debut that happens on the SmackDown shakeup episode that also, you know, keeps things very interesting. So yeah, that, that, that was the moment I think of that entire episode was uh, the Carmella cash in and the successful, well, the successful cash in and Charlotte, you know, being taken down a peg iconics debut. The, the women's moment was definitely the moment of that uh, episode. Also worth mentioning, I think, is that Nakamura is still a dick and still has it out for AJ Styles' dick. <laughs> King of Dong style, I'm telling you, it's making a comeback. I, a lot of people have been crapping on the, 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 the turn. I loved it. I think it's fantastic. I am excited to see how many different ways Nakamura can punch AJ Styles in the dick. Like... <laughs> This is going to be great. Well, wait till we get to the next episode of SmackDown, because there was one more. There was another one added. But um, we also had in this episode, so we have the the SmackDown after Mania crowd. And, of course, they're eating up everything Nakamura could possibly do. So Renee comes back to him, asks, what's your deal? Like, why did you do Why, why did you do that to AJ? And he's like, uh, so disingenuous. It was so perfect. And it's like, oh, I'm so sorry for what happened to AJ Styles. Oh, I just can't believe... And it gives her that look like... <laughs> and then when she uh, calls him on that and says, like, come on, you're just... You're BSing me. What do you really got to say? Uh, sorry, no speak English. <laughs> it closes the door on her face. Yeah, was was, <laughs> the crowd laughed so hard. I laughed... Oh, it's just... Oh. They are nailing the heel turn for Nakamura. I will say that. Yeah, it's it was great. I... I'm I'm referring that to as the nutshot heard around the world because that was perfect and he's been perfect since then, and SmackDown needs a heel and now it's got two of the best. Oh, we can't talk about that other one yet. It's not in order, but they've got a great heel now and they're gonna get a great one in a week. So. Yes, we'll, we'll we'll catch up now. So okay, so now we're at the the shakeup week, which is this past week, and uh, we have so lots of shakeups happening. Uh, the first shakeup that happens is the first one to kick off the show because they always have to do that. Uh, that makes no sense if you have a shakeup and then don't do it immediately. First thing, I'm looking at you, SmackDown. And we have Jeff Hardy taking on the first shakeup uh, superstar, Jinder Mahal, who loses his United States Championship. Yeah. That was... <laughs> can I can, can I do some real talk right here? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Jeff Hardy has always been the boring Hardy, and I do not get why he's the more pushed Hardy, and I do not care about him get winning this title. I preferred it on Jinder Mahal. I there there is a, a a force that cannot be reckoned with, and it is the the innate ability to get people behind them that the Hardys have. They both have it. Um, Matt Hardy is the I think better character, like better better overall wrestler but jeff hardy for whatever reason gets people on their feet like whisper in the wind they are for it they're there for it poetry in motion yes do those moves look boring as hell yes yeah they're stupid do people moves. love them yes i don't know why i i i enjoy watching him wrestle and i will say that his match with uh undertaker in a ladder match years ago um when it was biker taker is one of my favorites of all time 
just because uh, Jr.'s call on it and him, you know, reaching for his reaching for the stars and achieving his dreams. That, that is an amazing match. So I, I, I'm fine with him having the title. I think they're kind of hot shotting it around. I think it may actually end up, uh, I think Mahal, it, it may end up back on Mahal and, uh, at the greatest Royal rumble. Good. Would, would be my guess, but yeah, that's also up in the air because while they're hot shotting titles around, they also have all these matches set up for the greatest Royal rumble and backlash already so it's possible the titles could come back where they originally were or it's very confusing right now where everything is and where everything could end up in like yeah. a month this greatest and... rumble, royal rumble has just thrown everyone for a loop because we yes. don't know if it's canon oh it is no it's it's completely canon because well, they are, i mean talk they're playing it up on the main shows like it is, if they were but... talking about it there it wouldn't be well but they talk up the uh mixed match challenge but i don't think that's canon it is but it's not like it's like disney's gonna come in and kind of like no that never happened no i think this uh, it it very much counts that is where we're gonna get our new tag team raw tag team title holders because that's where that match is happening um so uh, yeah it, it matters it's it's weird and i i agree that it does throw everything off but uh it definitely matters um so we have that match. Mahal loses. He's then uh, uh, made fun of by No Way Jose. Which I mean, after you lose the AS title and then get made of by made fun of by him, I think it's time to go back to the hotel for the night. <laughs> poor Jinder. Poor poor Jinder. Yeah. Why everyone got a Hinder? Yeah, but he he will be back. Oh um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm certain. I don't think this will be quite the 2017 year of the gender but i think it'll be a good year for him yeah it'll be fine um so he's on raw now and jeff hardy has the u.s title then we have ko and zane show up because miz gave him a job on raw and then kurt angle says uh no no you can't do that i'm the one that gives people jobs and these two definitely do not have jobs and then sammy zane whips out his reading glasses to read a (laughs) statement that he and kevin owens got straight from stephanie mcmahon herself to say up yours kurt they're on your show yeah i'm I'm excited to see them i was wondering how they were going to keep them around um i'm worried this means now they have the job to ronda rousey which i'm not excited for like i I think think they have dropped the ball with this whole thing and they are not the heels they should have been and it's I was excited for a minute, like, oh, they're going to get the Miz on their side, and then they don't have to be the job squad because they have the job squad of the Miz-Taraj with them. But And they still could. I guess they could become the Sam-Taraj or the Co-Taraj or one of each. Have just uh, <laughs> have Bo Dallas be the Zane-Taraj and uh, Curtis Axel be the Owens-Taraj or whatever. And, but, um, yeah, then that, get, then that get ripped away from me. I was at... I'm glad they're still around, obviously, but they weren't ever going to go anywhere. So, I don't know. Somebody who is going somewhere in that exact same segment is The Miz. Back to SmackDown. Courtesy of the outgoing GM, (laughs) Daniel Bryan, who says, I can't wait to punch his face again. (laughs) I'm excited that we get to finally see this this feud. Can't wait. 
Uh, kind of bummed that the Miz isn't going to be able to get the intercontinental intercontinental title back anytime soon because I really think he. That's deserves not to necessarily sit. true. That's again, that's another shakeup thing that could actually have it right back in his hands. We will see. We will get to that when we get to SmackDown because I know, thought more shakeups are coming. More shakeups are coming. Okay, wait for it. Now I'm confused. I thought something exactly. different happened. Okay. Well, wait. We'll get to it. So. Uh, those debuts happen. Well, that re-debut. They were on the show last week, so it's not a debut. But yeah, they're yeah, yeah, officially yeah. there. Miz is shipping off to SmackDown. And uh, the Hardy-Wyatt team, which is above, against all odds, I think a fun tag team. Um, they will be fighting the bar for the title, Raw Tag Team titles at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yep. It sucks that they beat the Revival. Yep. But I also think they're fun, and I, I like that they're doing something with Bray that's not the exact same thing we've been doing with him for the last five years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. glad they're going. I it So it sucks that they've moved the bar over because then it's like, well, then why have the match? Because we know what's going to happen. And uh, it feels like the bar just loses to two comedy tag teams in a row. I know that the... Woken family is a little different than Braun Strowman and a kid, and they're a little bit of a serious team, but they're also not. And the bar have been such smash mouth, respectable, awesome champions for the last year. I feel like they've kind of got pooped on and shipped off. They have, but I also, I, the rumor still persists that Sheamus is hurt. Like, he needs to get out sooner than yes. later. He could do, like, serious damage to himself. So, so I yeah. I don't know what, what they're finally going to do there. Like you said, the, the match at the at GRR grrr, is what we'll now be calling that. <laughs> well, um, they should use it to put over the Revival or uh, well, and, and, and the Bullet they, Club. They're, they're not going to get the chance to it because they are going to SmackDown, as we'll find out in the next in that episode. Um, so they are moving to SmackDown, so they can't possibly win because the SmackDown tag titles are not being fought for by any team that's leaving SmackDown. So that would mean the Raw and the SmackDown, t- Smackdown tag team titles are going to be on SmackDown. So the bar can't win. Yeah. Although that would be awesome if they just switched them but still called them the Raw and the SmackDown tag team titles. That would be a program. Like you have Raw or you have SmackDown still Raw's tag team titles for like two months and they just have two tag divisions for a while and then someone from Raw comes and they can't win the Raw titles so they take the SmackDown titles and then they just call them the Raw Smack team ta- SmackDown the Raw tag team titles as seen on SmackDown. Yes. Exactly. You hurt your own brain. <laughs> it's hard to it's say. Blood coming out your nose. Go wipe that up and oh, we'll keep sorry. talking. Um, my highlight for that episode of Raw, the Superstar Shakeup, is Fashion Files is on Raw. And also, Brizongo gets to win a match on Raw <laughs> versus The Bar. Like, what the hell? Like, what happened here? Who booked this show? Who did not tell them that the Brizongo team does not get to beat anyone? Yeah, uh, this this plays right back into my point of they're kind of pooping on the bar, and but at the same time, a Fashion Files Woken Family feud is something I really, really want to see. Oh, that could be, oh man, that's so ridiculous. That's going to be the next deletion, the Fashion Deletion. 
ooh, ooh, can I fantasy uh, book this next week? Because I, I, I have to go storyboard this out now. Sure. You you do it just like they do on their little their little uh, tack board, and we'll we'll just show that in a video, and that will be you showing off how the feud is gonna go. All right, I'll make it um, happen. A match worth mentioning that really didn't have uh, too many stakes. I think it was just kind of a showcase match, but it was Mickey James versus Ember Moon. I thought that was probably the match of the night. Like there wasn't many matches going on this night. There was mostly shakeups and things happening. Inter- matches, all the matches are getting interrupted because everything's getting shaken up. But I thought Mickey James versus Ember Moon was very good. Can I just say that I think Mickey James is the Sami Zayn of the women's division. She can sell better than I think anyone else in that division right now. She made the the eclipse look like you were hit by a Vader bomb instead of like, yes. normally it's like a, a blockbuster that's like, uh, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. But she just went flying. She ragged all across the ring. It looked amazing. Yes. Props it's kinda like, to Mickey uh, well, James. I mean, it's, it's, it makes sense because the stunner, which is what the eclipse is with a twist and off the top rope, but it's a stunner. So it is what you make of it. Like it is who, how you sell it. Like the rock, always sold the stunner like he'd been shot out of a cannon backwards mm-hmm. and that made it look all that more impactful when Vince McMahon would take it he would just crumple like his bones all fell out of his body so it just depends on how you take it and yeah Mickey James she looked like she took three different moves to quote Brandon Stroud <laughs> as opposed to one and ends up in the ropes somehow and she had to pull her over and pin her and yeah that I, that definitely made that finisher look far more devastating than I think it ever even did in NXT like you know, some people were able to sell it pretty well there, but I, yeah, Mickey, I think took it to another level, and hopefully we see others. Uh, Mick, Mick, I was gonna say mim- mimicking, mim- mimicking. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Now my nose is bleeding. <laughs> Keep trying. You got this. Yeah, I'm not. No, uh, after being sick for a week, I'm not gonna try that. That actually will probably make me have a brain bleed. Um, so what you mentioned was Ziggler moving over to literally no fanfare because they're still doing the stupid no entrance. Oh, here's his entrance thing. Get rid of that. That doesn't make any sense anymore. That's not his character. Stop that. What was surprising was who decided to join Dolph Ziggler on Raw. Yeah. Why is Drew McIntyre there? (laughs) Because Drew McIntyre is awesome and he should be everywhere. I'm super glad that he's already healthy, it seems like. And also just skipping NXT because there's no reason to put him back down there. Like, unless you give him a title run again or have him fight Cassius Ono in a best of seven series or something. There's no reason to put him back down there. So having a move up makes sense. Um, I will also point out that until they get uh, shaken up again, possibly, we have three-man band all on Raw now. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh. They are all present and accounted for. They and are all very, very different people than they were when they were in three-man band. Just give us a moment where they're all three standing together for some reason backstage. Yeah. No, no, Just no. Just give no. us that. I want that and cause and then you have all three of uh, uh, the shield walk past them and have uh, Jinder Mahal been like, yeah, we could have taken him. Something like that. They absolutely probably could these days. With Sad Roman, like, forgetting to, like, tag in or something. <laughs> Hot Fire, Seth Rollins, and a big cardboard cutout of Dean Ambrose, because he's still not back. 
<laughs> I think three man band could easily take the shield. Yeah, yeah, let's make it happen. I like it. Um, Roman once again tries to get through a pro- promo. Just a sea of booze greets him, and Joe comes out to save the day, quote unquote. And uh, yeah, just just again, just eviscerates Roman. So I I have no problem with that continuing. It's not going to continue for too much longer, even though. Yeah, we'll 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 get to that shortly. Um, Natalia is finally on Raw, and she's good buddies with Ronda Rousey. They remind us, I guess. Yeah, I I didn't know they were friends. Were they really friends, or is that just something they made up for this? I don't know. I'm sure they like <laughs> said hi once in an airport, and so they're best friends. But yeah, I, I it gives Natalia something to do. It gives Ronda Rousey something to do, like a uh, wrestling adjacent, but still not you know wrestling an actual just regular match on raw so you think they're going to hold off on giving her real matches still i thought that was over now i i think they will i think they will give her like showcase matches for a while and then finally finally have her kind of integrate into the main roster because she she loses her specialness if you she kind of has the brock lesnar specialness right now i think that's what they're kind of going for at least for now and then once she starts wrestling regular matches it's like oh it's ronda rousey versus mickey james this week and everybody's like okay well she's just another wrestler now so yeah i think they'll try and keep that going as long as possible and before we go any further let's talk about that at wrestlemania how about that match that we all figured was going to crap the bed and then shocked everyone um yeah uh i don't i'm gonna be a little uh out of the the loop not out of the loop but against the grain i did not think this was match of the night i think it was great i thought it was good but i thought there were better matches that night um there were there were but it was still when everybody assumed that this is going to be a train wreck of some sort and we don't know what and did, we didn't listen to kurt angle when he said you know she's born and bred for this like that she's going to be amazing yeah she and she did she did great it was definitely a showcase in just how Triple H just is wrestling, man. Like, he gets this in ways that it's hard to explain. But, I mean, yes, Ronda Rousey did her job very, very well. But Triple H was just kind of leading that entire match. And it was very impressive. Yes. And also, uh, the Raw after Mania, they they featured Ronda uh, perfectly when they had Stephanie come out first. And, you know, she's in the the harness whatever for her arm and what do we have ronda rousey come out she comes out says not a word breaks her arm again and leaves and that's I, that that's all you need like that that was the perfect spot it's like when joe or roman came out after winning the title and just or after beating the undertaker and just said this is my yard now like that's really all he could get out but that was still pitch perfect yeah it was good so yeah, Ronda Rousey so far killing it and beating all the expectations, and I hope that certainly continues. Um, the final debut on the Superstar Shakeup episode of Raw, sadly, was not who everybody hoped it would be, but it was Bobby Roode, and that makes it a ten man tag, and he is the last man on the the face team, which still sucks, and. Yeah, it it, it kind of deflated me quite a bit when I saw that it was him because they're just not doing anything with him right now. Yeah, I like it. They're do so. You say that, and you're right because he could be doing so much more. But I've got two words that'll make you feel better about how he's been treated. 
Ty Dillinger. Yes. At least uh, on this episode, he... Was it on that? Yeah, I guess it was on the Superstar Shakeup. I must have skipped over it somewhere. Yes, I did. Um, Ty Dillinger at least got a moment with uh, R-Truth on SmackDown. Yeah, he did. And and that shows you exactly how he's being treated now. He is. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he's the next R-Truth. Well, unfortunately, when you're not, you're not amazing at wrestling you're not your wrestling ability is not the clear best thing about you and it's either your catchphrase or your theme song i mean where else do you expect it to go like that's why bobby Roode turned a heel well he was a better heel in nxt because yeah his theme song is awesome to sing along to but once that's over and he has to actually wrestle the match is usually fine to good yeah like there was never anything wowing everybody on in nxt so yeah, the sooner they turn him heel, the better they'll uh, better heel they'll have on Raw to play off of. I thought he wrestled the heel style well. He does. Oh no, no, yeah. He, what everything about him makes so much more sense as a heel. It just he just does not make sense as a face. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah so I agree. and also I do want to point out with all the stackedness on the rosters and all the debuts happening, eight people. Also, de- no, sorry, seven people debuted on this episode, but were not actually on the episode. <laughs> we had Chad Gable, The Ascension, Mike Kanellis, Zack Ryder, Baron Corbin, and Mojo Rawley are also all going to be on SmackDown, yet they did not get a spot. <laughs> yeah, that was... That might be a sign that there are too many dang wrestlers. <laughs> yes, very much so. So, uh, moving over to SmackDown real quickly. We're going to try and wrap this up. But uh, we have a lot of shakeups on there that I think, again, made it... I think it made it the better shakeup episode. Uh, we get Styles versus Rusev Day. Well, I guess Styles versus Rusev, and then later on, Styles Bryan versus Rusev Day. Um, was fun. I, we still get to see Daniel Bryan wrestle, and that's still a thing that has not gotten old for me. Like, the nostalgia is still very much with me in terms of just getting to see that. It's still wonderful. Um... But the first shakeup we get is Jeff Hardy with his brand new U.S. title coming over to SmackDown Live. And I love the way they debuted him. So they had um, Shelton Benjamin come out and they make a big point about how he tweeted, I uh, can't wait to see what Chad Gable does on Raw. He's going to be by himself now and I get, I bet you he's going to you know, light the world on fire. And then the first thing he does when he comes out is say, yeah, that tweet was all a bunch of bullcrap. I don't like him. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. Trust me, I'm a bad guy now. Um, it says he wants, you know, good competition. Orton's music hits and everybody's like, oh, what's with this episode already? <laughs> <laughs> and then as Orton gets down to the, goes down the ramp, he's halfway down. Out comes Jeff Hardy. Because apparently he's actually his opponent. And Randy Orton's face of just like, <laughs> okay. What am I doing here then? <laughs> yeah, I... I guess I'm going to slowly let this wash over my face that I'm okay with it, but what the hell? Why did I put on my he does wrestling gear tonight? <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> I, there's a lot of oil involved in this, guys. You can't just... Yeah, I mean, these tattoos got to stay oily. I can't... They, they get dried up. If I'm going to uncover them, I got to keep them all moist. <laughs> snake, after all. <laughs> Snakes aren't that moist. They're very dry. 
<laughs> I didn't. As soon as I said that, I was like, you know what? I can't back that up. I don't know anything about snakes. <laughs> so it's next a week, common I misconception, will, Jason. I will do my research on snakes so I can get the Randy Orton talk a little a little more accurate. Yeah, and then share um, what you find out with whoever did the graphic of uh, whatever one where he walked on a sperm. Was that WrestleMania last year? Snakes yes, aren't moist and they're not sperm. I disagree. I think it made a good spur <laughs> chasing him down the ring. Um, Pac-Man style. <laughs> the Miz gets a promo on his phone because he's not there. And he's just there to tell everybody, hey, I'm not there. I'll be debuting next week. Here's my hot wife. Here's my daughter. Suck it. <laughs> See you next week. I I just like that he, he gets that spot and still makes it a very, very entertaining spot. Can, so... Back to WrestleMania real quick. Everyone complained about the AR stupid graphics that flew out, and they were stupid. I think the Oscar one actually looked okay, and the Miz one was amazing because the phrase that had all the words that described him and the phrase hot wife hot ended wife. up coming front and center across the screen. <laughs> you know he paid somebody 20 bucks to make that happen. Oh, yeah. It's that like, you're making the graphics amazing. for this? Okay, I need you to do me one favor. Just Can you one. you do me this an amazing solid? Maurice is yeah. a little mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will make everything better. The only thing that didn't that made me mad about that, though, is then the, when the Good Brothers wrestled, they didn't get any AR graphics, and Carl uh, Anderson didn't get one that said, Hot Asian Wife. That's, oh, that's the, the feud of the future. Once Maurice is is back ready to, for a little in-ring competition, I want I want Hot Wife versus Hot Asian Wife in a mixed tag team challenge match against uh, Anderson and Miz. Just a one-off, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just a one-off for th- for the right to use that phrase. Copyright infringement battle. So we also get uh, a Sin Cara match. Hey, Sin Cara still exists. He's not quite gotten his weight down, apparently, so he's not on 205 Live. But he gets to wrestle. Oh, God, it's Samoa Joe. He's here. Why is he wrestling Sin Cara? Do they not know? Oh, no. He's, yep. Bye-bye, Sin Cara. Joe, 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 Joe. And so Joe gets to cut another hot fire promo. He cuts it on literally everybody on SmackDown, like marks them as a target. Yeah. And also marks Reigns and the Intercontinental title, which he'll be fighting for at the greatest... Uh, grr. And uh, I love his land of opportunity, more like the land of handouts. I really liked that. That was very yeah. good. He is, he, he's just the best promo guy I think they have right now, outside of Miz, and I, I think the two of them are the, the top. Yeah, um, definitely. I can't think of anyone I would put so, in that level. So this is where we get to the point where the Miz could be the Intercontinental Champion again, because, yes, Rollins, Finn, and uh, the Miz are in the, the Intercontinental Championship match at Gurr, and so the Miz could take it back with him, but also Samoa Joe is in that match. It's a ladder match. And so if Joe or Miz wins it, the Intercontinental Championship is coming over to SmackDown. And I assume that's what's going to happen because they, you know, they tried to get it away from Miz. Haha, this is part of the joke. You don't get that title you had now. The, the, Joe brings it back on SmackDown and then uh, Mahal brings the U.S. title back with him to Raw. And we just swap them. Then why bring him over? In the, that's, uh, I don't know. It's, that's it, too much like work. Being, well, yes, I agree. But uh, like you said, I think this whole thing has thrown a wrench into the works so much that I, I it makes 
as much sense as anything else. Although so, what they might be doing is because I've heard rumblings that with the NA championship, no, the NA champions for NXT, NXT. Okay, yeah, that's not moving. Okay, well, because I heard something about they wanted to get rid of the U.S. title and replace it with something more universal. So, put both both mid card champions on the same show, merge them into the intercontinental U.S. champion, and then get the I don't know, bring the European championship back or something. And I also believe that it's still, so I think it's Roman versus Brock at Gurr for the universal title. Correct. So Roman could win. So if Roman wins that, and then Joe is already slated to face him at Backlash, because again, they set these matches before the shakeup happened, that means Joe would bring the universal title to SmackDown. Yeah. And I believe it's just Styles versus Nakamura again at Gurr. So that that one's not going to change hand. That's not going to change shows. So I yeah. There's too much in the air. We'll see where everything shakes out. Uh, it will have shaken out by the time we record next because Gur is happening on a Friday, and we will not be recording on a Friday. So uh, we will have brand new a brand new world as of that moment. Uh, speaking of brand new world, again, people uh, debuting on this episode that did not actually debut on this episode. Sanity minus Nikki Cross. Which oh sucks yeah, because I didn't realize. I, I imagine, on there. but it makes sense because uh, I was reading. I can't remember where it was. Somebody was saying, you know, like Sanity's basically done what they can on NXT. Like they can't really go any further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree Nikki Cross that. absolutely can. Yeah, that's fair enough. Nikki, Nikki Cross is definitely could definitely go places with the women's roster there. Uh, she would be an awesome opponent for Shayna Baszler, I think, at some point. So, so yeah, we get the three guys from Sanity coming up. Uh, the Good Brothers are coming over, so no more Balor Club. Yeah, that's the weird. bar. Yeah, it is, but also they didn't really go hard on that at all, and they didn't talk about it at all leading up to WrestleMania because he was having the singles match. So, yeah, they were just starting to suggest that they were going to. Yeah, well. Not anymore for now, at least. Makes a big reunion down the road. Uh, the Bar is coming to SmackDown, which they cut a little promo backstage saying, hey, we're coming, but we're not here yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> we're big, but we're a little bit short. Or slow. Yeah. They're not short. They're a little slow. Um, surprise, surprise, Andrade, Andrade Cien Almas with Selena Vega. Yeah! It's coming to SmackDown. That is a, that, that was a surprise. I did not... I'm, See I'm coming. Yeah, but. I really thought if they were going to call him up, it would be wherever Gallagher was. But did he and Gallagher have a feud? Yeah, isn't isn't almost the one who injured his arm that took him out and took his title? Not not yeah. Jack Gallagher? No, Gallagher. Five Live. Drew Gallagher. Drew McIntyre. Sorry, Drew I called McIntyre. him. I called him by his indie name. That's how cool <laughs> I am. Sorry. Yeah, look at you, Mr. Cool. Yeah, um, I can't keep track. I'm just Mr. Stupid. That would have made sense, but uh, they, they can, again, do that down the line. So, yes, they did not. Um, R-Truth is here to be a goofball, as we mentioned. He uh, had a little quick quick promo with uh, New Day and Dillinger that was fun, but pointless. And the the biggest shock to me was the return of Big Cass who immediately comes back as a way to harass Daniel Bryan for being short <laughs> and 
to immediately enter a feud it seems like with him in the main event like I, I I do get that some people say you know Daniel Bryan such a veteran workhorse working with big casts uh, will do good things for him but I, I'm just not looking forward to that at all right now yeah I mean there's so many more dream matches that they could be set like I, I hate to jinx it but we have no guarantee that this is going to last like he he could re-injure himself at any point and be gone. And then we'll never get Brian versus AJ Styles or Brian versus Kevin Owens or all these amazing feuds. And so we should we should live while we can. Okay, okay. But with that said, why are we living while we can with Big Cass? That's what I'm saying. Don't do it with Big Cass. Okay. I'm, I'm saying Big Cass is on, on nobody's dream feuds with Daniel Bryan list. So let's not waste this. Yeah. I, I hope this is a very, very quick, like maybe they'll fight in the greatest Royal rumble together and that'll be like it. Like that'll be the blow off to that feud because I, I don't want to see this for very long. Um, I do kind of like the idea of big cast coming out cause he'll be feuding with Daniel Bryan. I like the idea of the Miz coming back and making big cast like his, his heavy. Okay. Like yeah. I think he, I think they would be a good pairing. Especially because Big Cass clearly needs somebody to talk for him. Yeah. Like, we're not going to get Paul Heyman anytime soon, so why not put them him and the Miz together? I think that would be a good duo. Um, the final thing to talk about on this episode of SmackDown Live is the Melibration. <laughs> I don't know if it's any Bellibration, but it's it's certainly something. And I, I like that we got to find out that Carmelo apparently had named the briefcase Frankie. <laughs> And that she's now calling the title Cleopatra. I like both of those. I like that she doesn't call out James Ellsworth by name. She just calls him that chinless freak. <laughs> I just noted photo not available. <laughs> that was, and that was, yeah, that was, that was harsh. Yeah, well, uh, it's understandable, though, the way they do things. Once you leave the company, especially if you leave the company on not great terms, which may have been the case, uh... Which by which mean they f- they fired his butt, um, yeah, it wasn't surprising, but we also got the iconics are back and uh, giving Charlotte heck, and well, just when it seems like Charlotte and Lynch can't fight against the iconics and Carmella, here comes Oscar, and you have your real superstar shakeup. Go ahead, sing the words that you made up for it. <laughs> Gonna fight with Charlotte and Becky. Hit some people with my butt. <laughs> yeah, that was right. That was that was worth the wait. Um, You're welcome, people. So yeah, Oscar's on SmackDown, and I I I dare say SmackDown now has the women's roster to beat. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like they have Oscar, which is gonna make it, you know plus five in any category. Um, Carmella as the champion is interesting at least. Uh, yep. Not that Nia Jax isn't, but... Well, but it's... We'll see. So they've they've kind of put themselves in this interesting case where we have a really sympathetic champion in one side and a really hatred, hated one in the other. And it's always more interesting to watch a hated champion lose and be chased and stuff than watch a sympathetic champion who, I mean, 
we don't know how good she's going to do at that without uh, Alexa Bliss to like just be the mean girl heel. So it, that might that is probably not going to work on her next feud. The, the whole story that they've put has been great, and I've enjoyed it, but I don't know it's going to um, if it's going to carry on. Yes, I agree. Um, also, if you have not, uh, getting us into quick little ringside area things, if you have not seen Becky Lynch's quinoa uh, saga backstage and elsewhere, you need to look up these little clips. Uh, the one of her actually eating quinoa when uh, when she hears that Charlotte's getting beat down out in the ring, and she like runs off and puts it down, and that screams back at everybody, "Don't eat my quinoa!" <laughs> I keep hoping they'll they'll bring the uh, the pineapple back into her repertoire because that was the feud of the year for her. Was it pineapple? I forget. I think wasn't it pineapple that she couldn't get the can open? There's there's a thing on YouTube. Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah. She was like her can opener broke. She was just like this little like Instagram or YouTube vlog or whatever she was doing about trying to get this can of I think it was pineapple open, and she was just having a heck of a time getting it open, and it was just. It was some of the best mic work I've heard her do. And she's good. I like Becky Lynch a lot. But it was just the frustration and the desperation in her voice as she's trying to get this can open is just amazing. So I don't remember that. I would like to find that. I will have to look up her Instagram and see if I can find that. Um, yeah. Speaking of backstage things that you need to watch. If you have not watched the, it's not backstage. It's actually right on the stage, but it's uh, Mauro Ranallo. They recorded his reactions to some of the biggest moments of Takeover, which we did not get to. But God, if you have not watched the NXT Takeover uh-huh. New Orleans, d- do it. It's yeah. just top to bottom, an amazing show. Champa Gargano tore the house down. Um. But if you've not watched his reactions, it's just it's a camera they put right in the desk. So it's just watching him, Percy, and off to the side, Nigel, uh, doing their reactions to whatever happens. And oh my god, his reactions are just the best. He just out of nowhere will just scream. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I will link to it in the show notes because people need to see that if you have not already. Okay, um, yeah. I, I, very good I, stuff. I love Morrow, so I, I want to watch that. Another thing you should probably listen to, even though it is very long, is Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pop himself. Holler if you hear him. He had a conference call on behalf of Impact Wrestling. And to say it's unhinged and insane is to put it mildly. Like the things he talks about are, he brings up... One choice note is that uh, he doesn't see why Trump wants to send all the Mexicans away because then who's going to mow all the lawns, <laughs> right? Oh. Okay. I don't know that he's kidding necessarily. I don't think it's not a bit. I think he really wonders who's going to mow all the lawns. It's a uh, he talks about Hulk Hogan and everything but Impact Wrestling, really. And uh, if you've enjoyed some of his his uh, sound bites. In the past, we were talking about Shonies earlier. If you missed the, the, the bit where he tears down a building so he can build his Shonies, um, that's right. Scott Steiner has a Shonies franchise. Um, look that up. Maybe I'll put that in the notes as well. It's a thing. Interesting. In the worst way. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that will do it 
yeah. for I'm 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 happy that we wrapped all that up in an hour. I honestly thought it could be three. So Ugh, I'm we sorry. did not go raw length. We went two oh five live length, and I think that's okay. Forgive us, and next week we will be much shorter. We'll have a lot of wrestling to talk about, but we will get it done at a quicker pace. We promise. We will pace ourselves. We'll get it done. On the next episode of Pro Grapplers. You can find us on Twitter at PG Rapplers. That's right, it is P Grapplers. And you can find me, the Jason Sigler. You can find him at I at Idahobo. <laughs> That's right. Me. It's like Idaho, but he's a hobo. He's an Idahobo. And until then, I have been amazing, Jason Sigler. And I will always be Steve the Shinkiger Shinny. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers. Brother. <laughs>